Welcome to Secondary, voices and topics from today's high school students. Hi, welcome to Spooky and I'm, I'm Jaden. <laughs> and I'm Lucas. And uh, this is totally not like the third take of today. <laughs> Who knew reading Reddit horror stories is so hard? <laughs> <sighs> Already starting off with another goofy episode. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, today's story is people in this town are being replaced by mannequins of themselves by Dole Caterpillar uh, 3153. All right. Now I know it's a detective this time. (laughs) Uh, You're only going to get that one in the blooper reels. Okay. I'm a detective, and yes, I know this should be, should not be what I'm doing, but I need to get this off of my chest. I've worked for years, and I've experienced something unlike anything you'll ever heard of. This still makes no sense. Years ago, a friend of mine who also worked at the police station informed me of a case. Emily Rhodes, a 32-year-old woman, had gone missing in her home in the southeast side of town. Missing people cases were rare for me, but in town, not entirely uncustomary. My colleague, however, (laughs) started that the woman's husband wasn't making any sense with his statement. Stated, I really can't read today. All right, fourth take. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Ow. (laughs) I feel like that's part of the fun, just, you know, people hearing me, like, not be able to read the most simplest of words. What if that's only what people listen for? That would be funny. Uh, me being me, I decided to see this man for more clarity on the vent, even though it wasn't my case. I approached the door of the man's house and knocked firmly. What greeted me was a slow, uneasy opening of the door and a middle-aged man who looked like he hadn't showered in weeks appearing. I told the man that I've heard about the disappearance of his wife and wanted to ask him a few simple questions. He took me into his living room, and as soon as I stepped into the room, I noticed something strange. There's a mannequin of a blonde woman with glasses sitting on his couch. Already, psychopath. Like, already starting it off strong. Yeah. Like, already know, and this man probably needs to be checked into the local hospital. What are you doing? I really wish we had a cam, because what is that? (laughs) Were you taken over by a mannequin? Uh, Maybe. Who knows? No, <laughs> it's an knows? inside joke. I guess I guess I'll figure out the more I read. Yeah. Soon we'll just be sitting here. I'm just gonna hear you going like, <laughs> and just my soul's gone. I hate to break it to you, Jaden, but I don't think a mannequins even make noise. Not a not a normal one. Yeah, but <laughs> never. Have, have you ever encountered a haunted mannequin? Uh, no. Have you ever? That's not part of the question. I, I'm the one asking the questions here. <laughs> I tried my best to ignore it and sat on the single-seated couch adjacent to the mannequin. I didn't want to be rude and ask, but the man didn't didn't seem to act like anything was unnatural. The man made us both a cup of tea and came and sat right next to the mannequin. So, when did your wife go missing? I queried. It happened three days ago. I tried to look for her for myself, and I couldn't find her anywhere. On the morning she went missing, I came downstairs, and I saw this mannequin here. It looks just like her. I don't understand what's happening. Where's my wife? (laughs) How did we get here? 
question. I looked into the eyes of the mannequin and something felt really off about it. For something that was mostly just plastic, it looked extremely human-like. I felt very confused about the situation internally. My rational mind my rational mind then started to click. In an attempt to make sense of this encounter, I assumed the man was crazy. The mannequin was perhaps some sort of coping mechanism after losing his wife who left him. I explained to him that we could we would try everything in our power to find his wife, and we will try to follow any leads that come our way. Shortly after leaving the man's house and his creepy mannequin, we did all the regular searches in the local area to find his wife. Sadly, we found nothing, not a single trace. A few days pass, and another case falls in my lap. Kevin Sanders. In, the, in this instance, a 14-year-old boy is reported missing. I thought this was just another missing person case until I read more about the details of the report. It stated that on this morning of his disappearance, his mother tried to wake him up for school. She entered his room and repeatedly said his name. No answer. She could visibly see a lump in the cover so she knew her son was there. When she went over and pulled the covers off her son, she found that a mannequin that looked just like her son was laying in a sleeping position on his bed. <laughs> just, how long were you standing up for? <laughs> just for reference, uh, Lucas over here is standing up like a mannequin across. No, I wasn't. <laughs> no. Uh. no. How, how long were you standing there for? Like three minutes. <laughs> Already, interesting story. Really captivated my. Uh, so the mannequin just. Like, they found a mannequin that looks exactly like her son. Yep, like a calling card. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. It stated that I already read that. Wow. <laughs> Again, we did all the standard searches and we could not find the fourteen-year-old boy. The only thing left was this mannequin that appeared in his home. No explanation to how it got there. I checked everything. If there was a break-in, if the mother had mutter, <laughs> if the mother had spare keys, <laughs> something someone might have found. Nothing. Naturally, we took the mannequins in for evidence and had two of them in our collection now. The most disturbing thing about these mannequins were just how they looked just how much they looked like the missing persons they'd replace. They were practically one for one look-alike. The most notable difference was the was that light reflected off the plastic distinctively differently the way it does to human sting skin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Today is not a good day for me. Skin and sting. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean that's not that's not bad. I mean it's close enough. Yeah. Astounding. It made all of us at the station feel incredibly uneasy. We were now different, definitely <laughs> aware that something <laughs> stranger was going on. Two people and two mannequins that look like them appearing in relatively similar parts of town. Obviously, not a coincidence. A week later, we couldn't fathom that was couldn't fathom what was happening. What started as a few cases had grown into a large number very quickly. I trembled as I flipped through the sizable pile of files that ended up on my desk Monday morning. Beth Higgins, 72-year-old woman reported missing by her family. A day later, a mannequin that looks just like her was found sat on a bench at the local park she used to visit frequently. Oh. Jude Lor Lori, a 41-year-old man 
Oh, that's a man. Reported missing by his brother later on the same day, it's found that there is a mannequin that looks like the man located underneath the truck in the garage. This man was the mechanic and was apparently in the process of repairing his brother's truck, which had broken down recently. Joss Sotar, a six-month-year-old baby missing. A mannequin of a baby is found in the crib of the infants, uh, by the infant's parents. Spooky. Uh, you know what? Maybe it's like... A serial killer that just has a lot of mannequins just in like yeah his garage mean, people are weird it's like 10 people you know how expensive mannequins are what if he's rich <laughs> he could be like he could be like taking people putting mannequins like you know taking his time to paint the mannequins to make them look like it be a person okay place them there counterpoint the last guy or the guy that was working on his brother's truck yeah. he was found hours later so to steal a person and replace it by a mannequin and like a couple hours but span of it time, has to be someone right because if they found the body and well there's no bodies the person just completely missing now only a mannequin did you is say replaced. they found him no they found the mannequin of him but not actually him but was he seen three hours earlier yeah okay actually alive and because he was working on his yeah. brother's truck i don't know how i didn't pick up on that you just said that yeah, i, I didn't <laughs> said that okay that's weird indeed also several different people (laughs) after a three week period we found that nine people in the same town had disappeared and were replaced by a mannequin version of themselves we were dealing with a kidnapper serial kidnapper who was clearly messed up in the head creating mannequins of people's loved ones to give to them totally thought that was actually spooky because I sworn I saw the door open. <laughs> it's already getting to me. Kidnappers, he's here. He's here for me. <laughs> Not for me, though. I'll just sit back walls. and watch. He's in the walls. He's in the walls. <laughs> oh, what? Who's <laughs> <laughs> clearly messed up in the head, creating mannequins of people's loved ones to give their families after abducting them. Seriously, what the hell was going on? We tried so hard to find anything about these disappearance, and we found nothing. Got a single lead. It was generally just like 11 people were replaced in an instant by a mannequin version of themselves. Now, here is where things get really bizarre. You see, where I'm from, we can only hold evidence for six months after the time of an offense. In that time period, we find, we find nothing of importance regarding the mannequins. No fingerprints, no loose hairs on them, nothing utterly useful to ultimately useful to us. Therefore, uh, they had to be returned to the places we found them. The dozens of mannequins that we had collected up dust in our evidence room, therefore, had to be given back to their owners. Do you have any idea how messed up that is to return a mannequin of someone's loved one after several months when you are supposed to be the one helping return their real loved one? We had to return dozens of mannequins to the people who found them. They reacted to us as they'd expect with a lot of sadness, anger, and puzzlement. We didn't really know what we'd do with the mannequins, what they would do with the mannequins, but we expected that most of them, if not all of them, would simply just get rid of them. (laughs) Messed up. See how much I could read of this with also messing up as much as uh, I can. 
A month after returning mannequins to the victim's loved ones, I received a call from an unknown number. It turned out to be the man missing from the first case whose wife was still missing. He sounded rather panicked and was mumbling every other word conveyed. He told me that he put the mannequin in the attic as he understandably couldn't stand the sight of it. On one night, he went to his kitchen before he was... He went to into his kitchen before he was about to go to sleep to get a glass of water. He entered the gloomy room and promptly turned on the lights. When he looked across the kitchen, he jumped backwards and fell on the floor. The man said that the uh, mannequin of his wife... Oh, my God. The mannequin of his wife, the mannequin that he put in the attic, was standing over the kitchen sink. It just stood there, utterly lifeless, however, and its, its arms had changed position and it was somehow had a cloth in its hands, and it looked like the plastic humanoid figure was about to clean some dishes. Okay, so this is one of two things. It's either these mannequins are haunted, or the person that, the person that's, like, taking the these people... Are really good at its job. Yeah, and he, well, he's sneaking back into the house and t- take yours, watching everyone. See... Maybe it's multiple people. Could be. But, I mean, that's a lot of time and effort for what? They're psychopaths, I guess. That's what they wanted to do, and that's what they did. So. I mean, I feel like if they're going to go terrible. through all that effort, they'd just kidnap the man and replace him. Yeah, but I think they're trying to mess with people. Maybe that's part of their goal. Maybe it's a really spooky, you know, haunted mannequin that had enough at the local mall and was tired of being looked at, so they decided to go in the offensive. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It just stood there, utterly lifeless. However, its arms had changed position, and it somehow had a cloth, and I already read that. (laughs) Stupidly, I downplayed this as the time, at the time, because I thought this man just was insane. Then I visited him. Everything about his mannerisms told me that that this was the case. Day later, I got another call. This time, it's from the mother of the 14-year-old boy, who informed me she did something similar with her mannequin. It was put away in the garage in the intention of, with the intentions of destroying it as it remained, reminded her of her missing son, which made her extremely depressed. Over time, she'd forgotten that, and she'd even received the mannequin again, as, almost, as she almost never went into the garage for anything. She came home one evening and opened the door to her lonely house, the mother screamed as she was greeted by the mannequin of her son standing right behind the front door. I feel like that's a good place to leave it off for part two. Yep. <laughs> and maybe, yeah. maybe in part two, I will actually be able to read. Maybe. I guess you'll just have to stay tuned to find out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> God, we really should get a spooky or not camera for these spooky, goofy episodes. I know. <laughs> All right. So I guess stay tuned for part two. And remember, yeah. stay spooky. Stay spooky. This has been another episode of Secondary. Thank you so much for listening to voices and topics from today's high school students. 